0: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Birds. Nodder, or as I'm referred to on this pod, Nader, Nade, Nod, whatever you want to call me. And Jay. <laughs> and Jay, here with you today. The Eagles eliminated from playoff contention for the first time since 2016. For the first time since Doug Peterson's first year as Eagles head coach.
1: The worst season under Doug Peterson.
0: By far, yep. The first team eliminated in the NFC East, one of the worst divisions in NFL history. An embarrassing blowout today against Dallas. They lose, I think, final score is 37-17. They are 4-10-1. The sixth worst record in the NFL. Jay, it all just feels terrible.
1: It feels... Losses, most losses... Were bad. This one feels like the worst loss, probably because they kind of gave us a glimmer of hope with potentially making the playoffs. And you just kind of hoped they would come out and play well. It's Dallas division. You could make the playoffs. You were basically gifted because Washington played, had to play Dwayne Haskins and there was no chance they won. And then and they, they lost. <laughs> and then, yeah, so the And Eagles. then they lose. And then the Eagles come out and they play pretty well in the first quarter. I can, that was the first quarter. That was the only time they ever played well this game. And then the second quarter kicked in and Andy Dalton became Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah. I Dalton look good today. And, and I think that's enormous. By the way, credit to the Cowboys. I don't, I never want to give the Cowboys credit. You know, I've, we've talked a lot on this podcast. I've said my famous quote here, I think I stole from, from buddy Ryan. I forget who I stole this from one of the former Eagles coaches. Uh, you know, we don't care if we, we go two and 14, as long as we beat Dallas twice. And the Eagles this season split with Dallas again. Peterson, I think is now four and six lifetime against the Cowboys. They
1: could have been swept. They played Trevor DiNucci and they almost lost that game. They would have lost that game with Andy Dalton.
0: Right. And, and so credit to the Cowboys offensive coaching staff. They did a very good job pinpointing the Eagles injuries, which there were a lot of them. Michael Jaquette, I can't even blame Michael Jaquette, honestly. I like I, poor yeah, guy. He, he's probably working coming, at Wawa six yeah, weeks ago.
1: People are really coming for him. He was an, he played corner. He I'm sorry, he played wide receiver in college until he. They played put him corner. on an
0: island against Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and, and Ceedee Lamb. Like, I just Michael how much Jaquette, success did you think yeah. was going to happen?
1: Jaquette had a good game last week against the Cardinals. Yeah, had, very good he had, one. He had a terrible game this week, and honestly, I don't put he whatever. You know, the biggest the biggest thing again is nickel roby Coleman's getting beat and he was one of you and even though he cost again like three dollars like i said to you before but he's still not a good player right and you know we could talk about hindsight and whatever but this team is not good and you look at each side i think the defense you have to say it it, the coaching's bad and the players are bad but they're really the only one to blame is jim schwartz because he has so much personnel power even though he says he has none he's a liar people have Everyone knows that Jim Schwartz has personnel power. These are players he wants. These are players he's. Stuck he has his neck
0: complete he's stuck control his. over the defense.
1: It's his. There's no. He was hired before Doug Peterson got the job. He has say. Uh, so it, it's, it's his fault on the offensive side of the ball. Coaching's an issue. Personnel is an issue. And.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, like, I, it's, it's just it's, I. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's, of how bad this season is because it all came out like they were hidden a little bit versus Arizona and New Orleans, but this is the this is what we saw we've seen all year, even and it was everyone was bad. It was and I think, m-
0: right, right. And we'll get into individually, but I think most telling is at the end of the game, Jalen Hurts looked a lot like Carson Wentz has all year: forcing throws, forcing turnovers, pressure in his face, dropping his eyes. You know, it's yeah. just it's it's been and- the same problems all year. It's plagued this team. And, and you know, Jay and I were going back and forth during the game on how much of this is like Peterson's fault and, and how Roseman and Carson Wentz and we can, we can talk about all these things, but I think just talking about the game specifically, the, the team was outscored 34 to three after they took an early lead. I it's just, it's in complete it's embarrassment a team, it's from a all sides. Effort. There's That's no right.
1: one person to blame. And like we talk we talked about it and everyone's talking about it. And we'll, we can talk about the Jalen hurts, Carson Wentz stuff. We always do, but you, you scored three points in the second half and you yeah. gave up 30.
0: Yeah. 30. Oh, you gave up? No, I think they didn't score in the second half. It was 17 in the first half, and then that was it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Actually, I think they they did kick another kick to Jake Elliott field goal. I think
0: was that second half? That's, uh, the point it is that's something It was
1: 14. Actually, I don't remember either way. They didn't. They right.
0: They didn't, they didn't score for three for very point,
1: long time. Three points is three points. You didn't score. Right. You didn't score anything. So, right. And then the offense looked okay. Yeah, <laughs> actually looked pretty good the first half. Yeah. And I think one thing we're seeing with Doug Peterson is that we're starting games okay. But those first, I don't know how many plays, I think it's like 15 to 20 plays are scripted plays. You scripted those, those were planned out. And then when now it's time to adjust to what the other team is doing, it does not seem like Doug Peterson and his 52 offensive coordinators can do that. <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to have all these, you're going to have all these people, you're going to bring in all these coaches, you're going to promote Press Taylor, Rich Scangarello, Andrew Briner, Marty Morningway, Doug Peterson, you have all these brains and you can't consistently run the ball the the route concepts are terrible. Like a lot of people who watch them play the Cardinals, if you look at some of these players like Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager. They're running deep routes. You have most guys running nine routes or curl routes. That's all you're having them do, and you're not going to move the ball like that. And Miles Sanders was having a, a pretty good game against a Dallas running team, running defense that was historically bad for most of the season. And they Jordan Howard's getting carries. Why is Jordan Howard getting carries at this stage of the season? It's a winner go home yeah. game.
0: Yeah, that's a, a Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, uh, there's just the offense just isn't good enough. The defense, I think you saw one thing. It wasn't really talked about much on Twitter, at least. But you, you saw the enormous impact of Fletcher Cox on this team. You know, he goes out. I think that's when they actually the run started for Dallas. The defensive line couldn't generate anything. You know, well, you they have miss, the loss they of
1: missed They missed Cox. Derek Barnett, Barnett, Josh Sweat.
0: I mean, look, Jannard Avery was a a disaster. He's been a disaster since he's gotten here. He was terrible. Um, Brandon Graham had a nice game. His first sack, I think since the last Dallas game, you know, but Javon Hargrave, Malik Jackson were were nothing. And you're paying, you're you're paying, he had a sack and Hargrave combined 23 million for, for Javon Hargrave. And, uh, the, and like, and Malik, Malik Jackson and they're getting they're giving you you know, arguably as much production as Vinny Curry and Josh Sweat, who you I have guess a on not a combined.
1: Good, and a not good defense offensive line. Like that interior, right. Joe Thuney and Connor Williams, I think is starting. And
0: I mean, th- that 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 left tackle that Barnett just killed on one of those. I mean, not Barnett, Curry just killed on one of those early plays. They're just not I mean, it's not a good look... team. Dallas is not a good team. Like that's what we're no, sort of they're, forgetting. They're bad. We Four and nine, how... five and nine. They're not five and ten.
1: They were back. We were talking about them as the Eagles were going to finish this. Here's the thing: Dallas and Washington. Honestly, every team was horrible this year. But each team, except the Giants, who have kind of died down, have gotten better. The Eagles are going to finish in the worst division in football, probably since the merger, as the last place team. They're the worst team in the worst division in. How how many years? A long time. I mean,
0: I I think we can actually say for for certain, like at least twenty years. I think the worst team to win a division, I think in the last decade or two was Seattle. That Seattle team that was seven, seven and nine,
1: seven and nine. And then Carolina was was what seven, eight, and one. They had a tie. So you're looking at yeah. seven, and then Washington will probably probably win. They're going
0: to be six and six and ten.
1: So a six and ten division, and you can't win it. And honestly, this team was handed a lot of chances to win it. They were they were first place again for a few weeks and they just had, they just had to beat the teams in their division and they lost to the giants who, who they should have beat.
0: Yep. Split with the giants and they, they're, they're going to get split, swept by the Washington. Split, and they're going to b- split, b- split with, with Cowboys.
1: You should have beaten these teams. And it's just, I can't, I can't even put into words how bad it is because they could, they, and then they had another they had a whole spark, a new, <laughs> a new breath of light when Jalen hurts came in, but, and while he masked some of his issues, there's there's so many issues with this offense. that, And like you said, he looked more like Carson Wentz toward the end of the game. And, you know, uh, it, we can talk about it because it's a conversation that, oh, does this mean that Carson Wentz wasn't awful? No, he was awful all season. But it shows that the scheme is not helping the quarterback. And right. what do you do? And then do you trust Doug Peterson to develop one of these guys or and do you trust harry roseman to fix the roster and
0: pick the right guy
1: yeah and then he had and then if he's the if we we both think in harry roseman would back right we say just based on what we know
0: yeah i think there's like a 10 Howard, chance he's gone yeah yeah there's a small chance he's still here i think there is a fairly decent chance he has you know a a um a, a consultant around him or yeah. another hire or something. Maybe he loses some control. I ultimately, I think, yeah,
1: there's, yeah, but he is still, he's going to be back. He, yeah. Yeah. He'll still be the executive. It would be
0: a surprise. We'll say, if he'll he's be the, not.
1: yeah, he's still going to be the executive vice president of football operations. He's still going to have say now it's on him to pick the right quarterback and the right coach. That's you are going into one of the most important off seasons for this franchise. And it's hard to trust the decision makers. It's hard to trust because of what they've done. They've gotten consistently worse since the Super Bowl. You made the playoffs and you won a game, but you only won, I think they won nine games in 2018. It
0: was nine and seven, nine and seven. Now, and four, now four,
1: probably four, 11, 11 and one. one. So you went, you won a game, you made the playoffs last year, you lost. Now you're going to miss the playoffs. Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, well, Well, they still have. They're gonna have a 35-33 and one record, but because Carson's probably not gonna play another game for him. But now, since the Super Bowl, they have a losing record. Doug Peterson and the and Howie Rosen. So you can't just go back and say, well. And also,
0: also one playoff win since the Super Bowl that came on a missed 40-yard field goal.
1: Yeah, they're mo. mo If Chicago had a decent kicker, they are. Or They're even not.
0: with their own kicker, like it's like yeah. like you and know that's a, a loss. If it, if it doesn't get nine out of ten if it, scenarios, yeah.
1: If Trayvon Hester doesn't make a great play, they probably lose. So that's right. And there's just not a lot of confidence going in. You know, we're kind of we talked about it before the pod. What where do we go from here? And there's so many decisions because you don't have you don't know if the head coach is the right one. You don't know who's your quarterback, and you have so many salary cap issues that you can't even add veteran talent. So you're gonna have to go in with the, a similar roster plus some young talent and then they have to find a coaching staff who can develop the young talent because i do think there's young talent on defense but i don't who has the have we developed any young talent on defense other than josh and unfortunately he's hurt
0: right and not only is he hurt he also has a degenerative knee condition that caused yeah, him to slip killing. to the fourth round yeah
1: his ceiling and his longevity, you don't know. You don't know how long he can go. And Derek Barnett has consistent injury issues now, too. He was a healthy player in college, but he's gotten hurt every year. Yeah. And then so,
0: he- yeah. yeah I is- think, you know, just to wrap up the game a little bit, I think, you know, you saw pretty much everything that's plagued the Eagles all year. A combination of injuries, terrible offensive line play, defense can't cover anybody, and when they're not generating pressure up front, they turn into a bottom five defense in the league, even with Darius Slay, who had the interception today. Um, you know, that was, it, it's clear that that trade, it, it didn't make sense at the time. It didn't really make sense. Looking I back, did, yeah. you know,
1: I kind of drank the Kool-Aid on it. I, right. I want, I'm going to write a, a longer thing about it, but in hindsight, if I had to change one move in hindsight, you know, it wouldn't be Hertz. I guess it technically would be Rager, but I would have yeah. traded a first round pick. If I, I would have done the digs, the digs deal, which is a first a fourth. Oh, like interesting. I, would have I, would done have, the,
0: I definitely would have done the Hopkins deal.
1: I would have traded a first-round pick straight up for Hopkins. Yeah. I would have traded – I would have did that deal because would that have saved Carson Wentz? Probably not. But then you have some confidence in a wide receiver one going forward. And, you know, with Slay, because you traded a third-rounder, you could keep – so you're basically tra- – if you look at it, I think Buffalo traded a first, a fourth, and a sixth. So you're trading, in theory, Jalen Rager, Kayvon Wallace, and John Hightower for Stefan Diggs. Right. And, and you kept a third round pick. I would have right. did that. And I a fifth. And yeah, I would have much rather did this now than.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, than, I mean, we if, always say, you know, hindsight. Sure. I, but I think it's fair to say that a, a lot of Eagles fans at the time were saying we should have made that trade for, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. And, and so you, that was probably, got,
1: I, I assume if you offered Houston the 20, whatever, 22nd was it a 22nd pick. They had
0: 21st, 20th, they picked 20th, Jefferson went 21.
1: Either way. You or trade maybe
0: 21-22. You, yeah.
1: you trade him a top 25 pick for DeAndre Hopkins, they, I think they would have taken that over J.B. Johnson and Ross Blacklock.
0: Right. So
1: you have Hopkins. And then even if you still take Hurts, you still take Hurts. At least you have a, a number one receiver for whoever quarterback you have going forward. And then, honestly, I would, I would have kept Hargrave. That's fine, because I actually think he can be a better player going forward. I think it's just taken... I don't think he fits the wide nine scheme very well, which is how many players have we signed on defense that are good players elsewhere who don't work out here because of either scheme or coaching? Because we have Javon Hargrave, Will Parks, LJ Fort. A bunch of players have come in and have played well elsewhere, come in here, not played well, left and played well again. So the defensive scheme is not good. James, is not a good defensive coordinator and people always mention, well, he ranks top 15 in points and yards, but situationally we're terrible.
0: Yeah. He's I'd say he's, he's been fine. He's been probably average, but that doesn't cut it.
1: No, because, so, and then the offense and defense never play well in the same day. They are terrible. Correct. Situ- and then, you know, just to wrap up the game again, offense, defense, special teams, they're all awful. They played a horrible game and the quarterback we can admit Jalen Hurts wasn't great today. I don't think he was as bad as people want to say. I think he did miss. He missed some throws and some of the issues that he has that we knew he had were more apparent today than ever. The lack of the arm strength, which isn't, it's, it's above average to average kind of showed. And then when he throws in certain patches of the field, he looks less comfortable, like over the middle, he looks less comfortable and, the one intersection where he rolled out left and threw across his body, he just did not put enough on the ball to get it over Anthony Brown. The fumble wasn't a fumble, but there were plays where he just missed guys. He wasn't reading the field well. I think he kind of looked more like a rookie than he ever did before, which isn't to say he's not going to – I think people are taking this meh Jalen Hurts game and are kind of reigning in on the pretty parade for Carson Wentz saying, well, look, Jalen Hurts didn't play well. And that kind of proves that Carson Wentz wasn't the issue, but you can't lead the league in interceptions and get benched and say you weren't the issue. He was not good. So the quarterback didn't play great. The offensive scheme didn't look, I, I, we kind of talked about it. It didn't look like they trusted him sometimes, but then others, it was, it's just a weird dynamic between Hertz and this coaching staff that they kind of handicap him in a way. And I, I don't necessarily know why maybe, I mean, they see him more than we do, but from what it looks like to us, it looks like he can do more than what they're letting him.
0: Yeah. It, it feels like, you know, and he was, it just wasn't that good today. He was fine. You know, he, he had his moments, he had some nice plays, but ultimately just wasn't, it just wasn't that good today. Like I, I there's, none, there's not, not much else to say besides yeah. that he was fine. But he had, he had his rookie moments. He just, you know,
1: he, it was, it was, it was just, it was just not great. But when you look at, the two quarterbacks on your roster we've seen our fifth year quarterback play worse or similar
0: right you expect and, and that, yeah exactly and like exactly a, 20, I
1: think a 22 a 22 a 22 year old rookie in his third right. start can grow from a bad game yeah his uh, first yeah
0: jay and i were, were talking earlier i think it's just you know hurts it, it's very clear the the coaching staff doesn't trust hurts as a pure pocket passer they trust him a lot more on one read and goes you know rolling out of the pocket scrambling that sort of thing which is fine i mean that's if that's what they think right now that's what they think i think next week i i would i would you know they don't coach like this they coach to win the games but if i could have what i'm rooting for as a fan i want hurts just dropping back purely in the pocket you know 40 times yeah and seeing what he can do because you know, we always talked about Hertz's range on this podcast a lot. Jay and I were chatting briefly before the episode on what it might be. You know, you're talking about his ceiling is Russell Wilson, a guy who can really pick you apart from the pocket, but can get moving on the ground, can run around a little bit, has the ability to break contain, has the ability to threaten on the, on the running game. He's turned into less of a mobile quarterback recently, but you know, at points of his career, he was a prolific rusher, that sort of player. If he can develop as a really good pocket passer, that's that's who you're really that's who you're really talking about right now. If you're talking about a tier below that, it's Kyler Murray, it's Lamar Jackson, folks who are average passers, above average with their legs.
1: They with that. The, the yeah, deck, yeah. like Greg Cosell. If you saw like the ITB the video they did with Greg Cosell, he kind of explained it pretty well. That you know, Jalen Hurts looks a lot like Dak Prescott. Right. That's where I think his. Here's His ceiling, the best he could be is Russell Wilson, but like we've said, I think he does fall into that area where he's in between Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, even adding to that, a guy like Mike Vick when he was in Philly, he sort of reminds me of that kind of a player, right? Guys who can make the throws but really add value. You know, they, they are average to above average in the throwing game, but they're never going to be elite
1: passers. He's never going to be Pat Mahomes. But right. He, but, he, that, but he, he adds a ton need, of value
0: on the... He, he doesn't
1: need to be because right. he's gonna, he's he saved a lot of plays today with his leg, effect, especially on the first drive. He saved a lot of plays with his legs. I think he did look to use his legs on the too much today. I right.
0: Think- and yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, we talked about this the very first game he came in, the Packers game. We talked about how he masks the Eagles' problems. There's pressure in the quarterback's face almost immediately on a lot of plays, especially with Matt Pryor. In the right there. side,
1: the right side yeah. is not good because right. Nate Herbig. Nate Herbig is an okay player. He's not a good player when a horrible right tackle is next to him. He's right.
0: better. And and even you can even say Milato is getting sort of toasted every once in a while, and he's been up and down, mostly yeah. good, but there are plays where Milada he gets he gets beat.
1: Yeah, Randy Gregory right? kind of had him. I, honestly, yeah, Randy Gregory is actually a really talented player who just never plays because he's he got was, a
0: lot of off the field problems. His yeah. off
1: the field stuff, and he's just. He was just a good player, but he beat him. And then, right. And so, so, you know, five false start penalties. And like, that was where you look and you're thinking, what is happening? And that happens with a rookie quarterback because it's different cadences. But you, you have to be more disciplined than that. And it's on the offensive line. Matt Pryor had what, three of them.
0: Right. And I think that's, that's, yeah, it's a great call. I, I, you know, when you're seeing one individual guy jump, that's just a mental lapse. That's one guy not being on the same page when you're seeing the whole line jumping early and it's just Kelsey and hurts sort of not snapping the ball quite yet. That's a problem with the the rookie quarterback, a new quarterback. The cadence is different. Jason Kelsey has had some snapping problems this year, despite how good he's been, you know? So, so, you know, that's, it's not great, but that's what you're dealing with. And so hurts. He adds that floor as a, as a rusher. And I think you saw today, Actually, the really a, a great example of the of a really the, the range of Jalen Hurts when he's bad, he's missing easy throws across the middle to Jalen Rager. He's missing slants from the pocket, throws to Miles Sanders, but he can break contain still. He can still run around. He can still put up yards on the ground. You know, he hasn't made a ton of mistakes yet, but he made two bad ones today, forcing throws. On the flip side, you watch the first half, and this guy's throwing deep bombs to Deshaun Jackson, he's hitting Travis Fulgham. Even his throw
1: to Quez Watkins was a really right.
0: right. So so you know, I I think that's really exciting. And as and as a 22-year-old rookie, that offers you a lot. And people will say, Well, Carson Wentz is better than this. Yeah, probably Carson Wentz. He's been even in 2018, 2019. Yeah, exactly. That's that's like right. The problem with Wentz is he's now he's now 29 years old. He's had injuries in three of his five seasons in the league. He's had as many MVP seasons as he's had terrible seasons. So at the end of the day, Wentz probably looks a lot like the same sort of range as as Jalen Hurts, but without the same prolific round game that Hurts can offer. And you can even see it in Miles Sanders has looked a lot better the last couple of weeks with Hurts in the lineup than when Wentz was in there. Not to say he wasn't having a good season before that, but it opens a lot of things up when your quarterback can also pick the ball up and run. And, and we, we've seen that. We've played against running quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, like Cam Newton in Lamar the league. Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Exactly. Those kind of guys really open they things frustrated. up for the run game. They last frustrated. year, the best running game in the NFL. I think you know one of the better ones in NFL history, Baltimore. Lamar Jackson. And it was Mark the best Gingram. running game ever. And it wasn't just that Mark Ingram was setting records. It was him and Jackson. Jackson was putting up a lot of ground, yard on the, yards on the ground. So,
1: And some people are going to say, well, Jalen runs too much. But if you're... It's yeah, like, when your
0: line is looking like that. Looking,
1: and when you're on t- seeing it on TV, it's different because you can't see what's happening down the field as much. But if you're watching it from his perspective, if things aren't getting open and there's running lanes, with Carson, that's a sack or a throwaway or worse, an eye interception. With Jalen, it's at least you have a chance to pick up yards because a few of,
0: yards at best. Yeah, yeah. At worst, right.
1: At worst, you're getting a few yards or you're getting back to the line of scrimmage. But with Carson, he does not have that ability to break, contain, get out the pocket and make something with his legs anymore. He's physically, physically, we can say that he's deteriorated over time. His game has with the not- injuries
0: as well. Yeah. It's not yeah. all him. It's, you know, it's the life, life, it's the life in the of a
1: quarterback. And, right. you know, there's this, we can always we're gonna we're gonna play these what if scenarios with Carson Wentz forever now because we're probably at the end of it. I don't know if eleven ever plays a game for them again. I don't think today changes anything. I think this I don't I don't think a decision has been made, but I don't think this just swayed it back into his favor.
0: Right. And by the way, Peterson said in his press conference that. Hertz was dealing with some back soreness, back tightness at the end of the game in the second half that may have led to some of the struggles. You know, I, I still don't think that explains a lot of the really bad decision making that he had, but you know, it might explain some of the bad throws. And I think this <laughs> yeah, off season, he,
1: he panicked a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And look, look, just like Wentz did when, when things are looking bad, when your team is losing, when there's a lot of pressure in your face, you're going to start forcing throws. And that's what he did. And and I think this off season, the Eagles are going to be guaranteed a top 10 book. We'll talk about this a little bit, but there are going to be people talking about quarterbacks, as they should, you know, always, no matter who you have there, unless it's like Mahomes, it's, you, you should be doing your due diligence and seeing what's in there in Most the draft, right? You should be looking at quarterbacks. Absolutely. And I think the Eagles should take a look at it, right? If they were picking number one, I would say 100%, go take Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, we're going to be in a position where we're going to be picking maybe, maybe Zach Wilson, maybe Justin Fields is there in all likelihood. Probably not, actually, right? If we're really thinking about it, they're going to have to probably make a trade-up given where they're going to stand.
1: The likelihood is that the first three picks are Jacksonville, the Jets, and the Falcons. And I think you're probably looking at it going Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, just based on those three teams. because Right, and there's been some
0: chatter that the Jets would want to keep Darnold, but even if that's so, you know, that's Sewell.
1: I feel like that's... Even a trade-up, maybe. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a thing. I think they're saying that the Jets are going to probably try and trade Sam Darnold Joe Douglas, if you're picking second overall, you're gonna get you know what players you're gonna get because you're getting a player you want basically, but you're not getting Lawrence. So you could trade Darnold and have no fear about not getting the quarterback you want if it's Wilson or Fields. I just think I think the Jets are kind of maybe like tinkling with this idea that they're gonna keep Darnold. So then a desperate team like Pittsburgh is like, oh, we'll give you a third round pick now instead of of the fourth.
0: Yeah. But ultimately the point is, you know, you're probably not going to get your shot at a quarterback, but yeah, it's worth the due diligence.
1: Will they talk to them at the combine and then everyone's going to freak out? Yeah. They're going to talk to them. As they should,
0: right. As they should. And I think, I think to our point, uh, you know, I would rather even it's, it's, you're probably going to determine that none of these guys are surefire prospects. Maybe Zach Wilson offers you an incredibly high ceiling as the same sort of passer that Patrick Mahomes sort of showed the same flashes at Texas. I'm not even comparing with him to Josh Patrick Allen. Mahomes, but it's the same, same sort of quarterback. And and he's showing those sort of same flashes that he can make these throws and then figure out the rest later. So I, you know, ultimately they're not going to pick a quarterback is my bet. And You're looking at a, a I would much rather them not because no, are none of the guys outside Lawrence are surefire prospects. And this is still going to be an expensive and bad roster next year. And even worse, you know, I would just, I would really, Prefer just give Hertz a trade once at this point. I, I don't know what our audience thinks right now, but for most of what I can tell on Instagram and on the people that we interact with on Twitter, people have sort of come to the realization or at least accepted the reality that Carson Wentz will not reach a ceiling with Doug Peterson or with the Eagles. So long as Howie Roseman is here, it'll be difficult to put him back as the starting quarterback in that locker room if Jalen Hurts is still on the team.
1: And I don't see how you like, and
0: people, you just can't. You can't. People you, have
1: mentioned trading Jalen Hurts, but if that's you insane. At- Think about it. You think that's going to put out this fire?
0: That Yeah, it might even that's make it louder, right? Gas, you you just traded a our better quarterback. Yeah.
1: Because now you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, the reports are going to come out that Carson doesn't want to be here to be a backup. And, and yeah, you know what? Good
0: for him. Well, and you that makes don't sense. have to that's, be. Yeah, Whatever. Fine. Don't
1: be a backup. It's you fine. Know, then go and, but if, and then, well, then Rappaport says he might not want to be in a competition. And then you're getting all these things that kind of allude to Carson not wanting to be here. And then if you trade Jalen Hurts, then it's just like, well, now it looks like you're just appeasing Carson, and that makes Carson look worse because, and then you look worse because you're just right. a, a young quarterback who could be really good, who could be, you know, that. Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott range we talk about.
0: You're not convincing the team that you're putting your best foot forward to winning. You're a championship. really
1: putting you're really putting yourself in a horrible situation because now you're banking on Carson Wentz completely rebuilding his game physically and mentally, and so, and
0: and with a new coach because there's no way you can bring Wentz and Peterson back. That it seems like it's very clear that, that combination is not soured, been working right.
1: Whether it's on whether both sides have soured on each other or Wentz and Peterson are, it just doesn't seem like that's a combination anymore.
0: Even if they like each other still, it just it's clear those it's, two. Don't it bring work. out the best in one another.
1: It, Doug Peterson, 11 and five with backup quarterbacks is a stat that we keep talking about.
0: And one of them was with, you know, Nate Sudveld and multiple d- backups against yeah. Dallas in week 17. So really and that's 11 and four against in the playoffs against some of the best teams in the league. Yeah. yeah I, it's really, it's, I, you can't.
1: So that's what, and yeah. that's the only and so you're looking. It's like, well, Doug Carson and Doug are 35, 33 and one Carson. Doug is 11 and five with backups. That's not a. It's not a small sample size. It's no. Six, it's 16 games with the backup quarterback, and we talk about the word. Like I love how the term sample size is now everyone. The word everyone uses for Jalen Hurts because we've only gotten three and a half games, but three and a half games isn't a big sample size. And we've seen it's a quarter I'd say, of a season. But I'm saying, but yeah, and we've seen encouraging things and things to improve on. We've seen what five seasons of Carson Wentz. We know who he is we don't know where he's going and the current trajectory he's on is disastrous because even if he because the competition idea in a perfect world makes sense but there's too many factors that pull that apart
0: it's not a QB competition is never actually a competition it's really what what it comes down to it's like you don't
1: have it's never
0: actually in a vacuum
1: you don't have a quarterback competition like this one this one is you look at around the league it's most competition competitions are a rookie and a veteran
0: like yeah some, and that's not even that's more of just like a is the rookie ready to start sort of competition yeah, and not really and, a,
1: and, and, Yeah, it's oh he's not we'll start the vet for four games and then he's going to fizzle out and we'll put the rookie in or it's between two veterans who are probably not very good you think like mark sanchez and trevor simeon in denver that one year or Sam you're looking and, Mar- <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, and you're looking at or you're looking at chicago with its. Foles and Trubisky, and you're hoping one of them's okay enough. Yeah. But, and this one is, this one is, I guess it's more similar to Vic versus Foles in 2013. But Vic got hurt. He didn't, like, he didn't, he, uh, 2012 was a horrible season, but Vic got hurt. Foles came in and finished. But Carter, this is, this is a really disastrous season for Carson. And if he loses, Michael Vick did not have the contract Carson has. They could they got out of Vick easily after that after he lost the competition that season because he was the backup and well he lost the job when he got hurt. You're paying Carson Wentz 56 million dollars between 2021 and 2022. Even if you cut him after next season, you're financially t- taped to him. Even if you just say we'll give him one more year, you're not giving him one more year. You're paying him 22 million dollars I think in 2022. No matter what. So I agree. I just say pull the band off, give Hertz a year with a new staff or new system, and just see what he is. And, you know, the offense is going to, the personnel on offense is going to be relatively the same, but I, I do think they have some solid personnel on offense with Brooks and Lane back, another year for Milata, Sanders, Goddard, Samalu. Samalu. Hopefully, Jalen Rager takes a step forward. That is a frustrating situation.
0: Right, and, then, and, and, and then, you're you're thinking at least either a first or second round pick. Yeah, you're looking addition at, yeah, into that room.
1: Yeah, and if you get more picks, let's say you get a, a second and a, a second round pick for Wentz and a third round pick for Ertz, then you're looking at well, we can now we have a chance to get another receiver somewhere that hopefully could you know, beat out one of these guys we have now and can step up. So they'll probably add a receiver or two in the draft. Hopefully one of them is like Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. So just give him a chance. I doubt he'll probably, I mean, natural progression says he'll have a, a good year. Like, he'll be better next year. But this scenario was created by them. They did this to themselves. Right. And we talk about that consistently.
0: Yeah. And and just to tie up some loose ends from the game, that fumble call on Hurts was terrible. The defense was terrible. I mean, that, there's just not much to say about the game. Everybody watched the same thing. It just wasn't good. Not a lot to say about the offense or the receivers, the Jackson's touchdown was fun, I guess, but you know, th- he, th- he gets sore in the game is what Peterson said. And he's like 80 years old. Anyway, I mean, he probably isn't back nor should he be. He's a fun player, but like, why can't J like, can Jalen Rager really not give you any of that? Are you kidding me? Like, I understand just John Jackson is a hall of fame caliber player. He's got ridiculous talent, all sorts of records, but he's like 37 years old. All he's doing is running straight with enormous speed. You can't get anybody else. So I don't know.
1: You can't like I, them, right? like Ques can't do that.
0: Yeah, Quez Watkins actually had that nice, nice catch at the end, which I really enjoyed. Travis Fulgham had a nice possession catch at some point, almost dropped it, but that's okay. Dallas Goddard's sort of disappearing, but I think that's a lot to do with just the general offensive struggles more than anything.
1: I think Zachary's um, is kind of. Zacherts is you know.
0: cooked. He's definitely gone after this year, unless he really decides to. He wants to stay and takes a small contract, but I think the Eagles are
1: like going to be happy
0: I, just to move on.
1: I feel like that relationship between.
0: Well, er- I mean, we don't his- talk about this anymore, but there was that report that Howie and Ertz were getting into a stra- yeah. screaming match at training camp or something. If so. he doesn't
1: get hurt, like week six or seven, he's probably traded. He would have been traded. At the deadline? Yeah.
0: Yeah, certainly possible. I mean, regardless, you know, this team is just...
1: just they have so many issues, and it's hard. This 2021 is not going to be a good season. It's going to be bad. Like, probably won't be this bad, because this is really honestly the worst season they've had since 2012.
0: You had 4-12, you had 4-12 in 2012. The Andy's wing, last year here.
1: And you'd say you win seven games next year. But I'd rather win seven games next year and Hurts progresses than win seven games and we drag Carson Wentz to the finish line again, where he doesn't play that. Where he improves on um, this season, but he's not. He's kind of in that Derek like not this like last season Derek Carr or you know kind of like just the middle of the road passer slightly better still his game still taking sacks still throwing picks I'd rather just let Jalen play and you know hope that they can rebuild this roster and the hope is that they can properly build around Hurts and doing that in you have to hit on that first round pick. And I think I hate saying you have to take this position, but I think they have to take a wide receiver in the first round.
0: Yeah. I I think, you know, I I posted this on my post game recap, but it's, it's definitely got to be receiver or or corner. Nothing else rises even remotely to the same level. I, I cannot, I cannot even just taking a linebacker, even a guy like Micah Parsons at fifth overall or something. I just, I can't fathom that. I can't,
1: I can't get behind taking a linebacker or a corner. Because what ha- like what the the amount of impact a rookie linebacker can make, you're still your not- offense is still not gonna be good. That's the thing. Like Alex Sing- like if you can get if you can get three Alex Singletons, then your linebacker core is okay.
0: Right. Like Yeah, no, and I think but that there can't yeah, and you can't After three- Nate Gary got injured unfortunately or whatever. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, he got injured. They, the linebackers were pretty passable. I think they were fine. They were average, not great, but you know, if you're not going to invest any money in them, that's fine. You'll take that performance. So,
1: but you can't take three Greg wards and expect to like,
0: right. They need. So, yeah. And, and with that, Jay, I think it's a good time just to chat briefly about the draft scenarios. Um, they're currently, Eagles currently sit at six tied with the Bengals for records and strength of schedule. So for those who don't know, the first tiebreaker in drafting or the draft picks are strength of schedule. So the team with the easier schedule will pick higher. So right now the Eagles and the Bengals have the same exact strength of schedule. In the past, if that was the case, they would go to a coin flip. Now they have changed those rules to add a number of tiebreakers after strength of schedule, like common opponents, you know, head to head, whatever it is, all sorts of Fancy tiebreakers. Um, a lot of percentages,
1: a so, lot of things. A lot so of it could
0: change in the last game of the season, depending on if the teams, the Eagles played win, or if the teams of angles played, whatever it is, you know, things might change at the end of the year for these two teams. Um, and we'll see if that there's a tiebreaker there, if both teams lose, which it looks like they will uh, on, in front of them is Houston, whose pick is going to Miami is sitting at three at four and 11. Atlanta is at four at four and 11. And then Detroit, New York, Carolina, Denver are all 5-10. and 10. The Eagles will not get worse than 10th. If they win the game, they cannot pick worse than 10th because they will end up with five wins. If they lose the game, they cannot pick worse than 6th because they will have four wins. Um, and the Jets and the Jags are set at 2-1. and one. So I think you're probably going to look at the Eagles picking 5 or 6. If one of these teams in front of them, Houston, Atlanta, Cincinnati, comes up with a surprise upset, that would make things interesting. They could potentially jump up um, if you still
1: uh, look at the same two prospects, though. Really,
0: right, right. You, looking, you're ultimately yeah, unless that's
1: right. you're, yeah, you're, you're now at five and six. You kind of thrown in a penny swell, sewell into the equation.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's gonna fall that far. But if he did, it might be interesting. I ultimately think if they end up getting as high up as three, which it seems highly unlikely that they will, unless some miracle wins from Atlanta. Down. I
1: think they would trade down.
0: Yeah, they should definitely trade down, especially because look. You know uh, it's been it's been clear on this podcast i don't think any of us really believe that much in howie roseman but it's clear that he has not been a good drafter whether it's him or the scouting department as a whole the front office as a whole whatever we want to say they have not drafted well yeah. and so as a result you know the best way to remedy that is to just stockpile as many picks as possible you'll hit on some of them, and hope you hit on some of them which they've been able to do right they had they had two second round picks in 2019 they had a complete whiff of JJ Arthega Whiteside and they had a good hit of Miles Sanders. And that's what you need to do. You need to get two picks in a round. Take two guys that you're torn on, see which one. See, that's what they did actually with Quez Watkins and John Hightower. Two guys that they were torn on.
1: One of them, both of them should be
0: one of them could be okay. One of them should like, seems like they're fine, right? So that's what they got to do. Stockpile some picks. You'll maybe hopefully get right. something out of Ertz. You will hopefully maybe get something out of uh Carson Wentz. Wentz.
1: Maybe and that's how the rebuild players starts, players right? Yeah, maybe there's more players that are willing to deal. Maybe they Maybe someone kind of contending toward the end of the first round needs a defensive end. And they say, Hey, we'll give you a first round pick for Brandon Graham. And that would right. suck. That would honestly be terrible as a fan, but good it would make sense. It would be good for the team. And if someone in a similar situation, high second round pick, they're like, what if we give you a second and a fourth Fletcher Cox? That's, uh... I don't know if I would consider that, but they could. And then I, this offseason they should look to trade vets like Wentz, Ertz, and others, and they should look to start extending young players. I would extend I would try and get extensions this offseason done with of Sweat, and Barnett.
0: Yeah, Barnett is an interesting one because he either has to be off the team or he has to get next time. He yeah. cannot play next year at a ten million dollar price no. tag, which is what he has. If they cut him, they because, take no cap it. Like he could,
1: he could he could he could sign like a 3 year 30 million dollar deal, but his cap hit would never really be 10 million.
0: Right, they would just decrease that. number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So either he has to sign an extension and decrease the number for 21 or you're or down. alternatively, he has to just be cut, which both are possibilities. And I think I would
1: also Isaac yeah. Sayumalu, I would sign to an extension. Good yeah, player. Good player. He'd lower his cap hit a little bit. Jason Kelsey Probably retires. That's just where they're at.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: And if you don't trade Brandon Graham, what do you think, well, this is his best season? Maybe he can have another good year. Maybe not as good. You sign him to a one-year extension. You kind of split up his money a little bit of a raise. Because if you do trade Wentz, then your cap hit, your cap, you have like 80 million dollars in cap space for 2022. So you could afford to kind of push some Move more some money. money there. Yeah. yeah, and then you have more cap space in 23 and 24 because you traded Wentz. So they're, they're, they are they're have some maneuverability if they trade once, but the cap is still bad. They still have to reconstruct guys like like Targrave, probably Lane, and Brooks again. We'll see with Slay. You could try McLeod and extend him a year, but yeah. the knee injury kind of screws that up. Same thing as Carson's play, kind of screw that whole plan up. Right. So, and then just, you know, just if you get one of these, like I think – For us, it's I think for me or you maybe you too, it's for me it's if you're picking that high, it's Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. I don't care. I don't care which one as long as it's one of them. Right. If they're both gone, take Waddle. I don't care how high. Yeah. Just get, get some get a weapon and could they could they miss like could they just not be good? Yeah, but I think there's just so there's very little overthinking with those two guys. I think they're gonna be good pros. They're different players. But you need a receiver, and if one of those guys can have a Justin Jefferson-like season, then, hey, that's better than what you're getting right now.
0: Right. Significantly, yeah.
1: And I think that opens up for for Ward, Fulgham, Watkins, and Rager. You kind of take away pressure from Rager, who's somehow getting cornerback ones. Hopefully he can take a step forward with either Aaron Moorhead or a whole new wide receiver coach. We'll see. He's probably like a number two, kind of like that Randall Cobb-like player. So we'll see. But they they need they need, like I know you need a linebacker, you need a corner, you need a safety, you need a guard. But that's not worth taking at six.
0: Yeah, and that's a good segue into you mentioned Aaron Moorhead. Probably the last topic that we want to hit on this podcast, which is Doug Peterson's future. I think we're probably both of the opinion that he's probably gone. You know, I, I think just, he's now probably it's fired.
1: When, now it is when he's when he is he fired. Because is Jeffrey Lurie going to pull the plug tomorrow and fire him on Monday, or is he going like to...
0: he did with Chip Kelly? Yeah, yeah, and give like
1: and give Deuce Staley or somebody on this staff a one game.
0: I think it would be Deuce.
1: I probably I guess he. I'm mean, he's the he's the assistant head coach. Yeah, you give Deuce. Hey, this is one game. Let's see what you do for this one week. What is your your process throughout the week? What do you do on game day? How do you? How do the players feel? And then you give Doug because they're allowing people to interview for coaches much earlier. You can say, Doug, you can go interview you know, wherever you want. You can, you'll probably find a job somewhere. And then they they start their process. If they already haven't started, maybe they've started looking into coaches if they're considering firing Peterson. Today, Matt Nagy and Fick Vangio were confirmed to return to their teams. And we still don't know about Doug Peterson. All we know is the inquirer report that said no decision had been made yet.
0: Yeah, and I don't think you know. I, I can't imagine what's in- what I think is curious. Like I can't imagine them going into Week Seventeen, meaningless game, eliminated from the playoffs, thinking Doug Peterson's coaching for his job, which is why I think they could. This should, you have, this could should see. have
1: been the coaching for your job game.
0: Yeah, and they got blown out, and so I think there's honestly a, a real possibility that he gets fired tomorrow. And and
1: uh yeah, it's not not zero. And he yeah. said to, he said today like, "Oh, I'm a part of fixing this team," but the private Chip kelly probably said the same thing when he before his last game right it's on him and what like it's it'd be very ironic if doug peterson's last press conference was another one saying that he has to be better and then it's on him because we've heard that for 16 straight weeks we've heard doug peterson say it's on him and he has to be better and now we're here
0: so so yeah i think it's he's probably gonna get fired harry rosen's probably gonna stay we would Probably both want them both gone. I, think I prefer, definitely.
1: yeah. I prefer in, in the perfect situation, Doug Peterson, Harry Wilson are fired, Carson was traded. You yeah. start brand, you start clean slate, clean break.
0: Yeah, and, but- and Jay and I had some discussions about this earlier. I I sort of I would rather them just. I don't know. I feel like I I just don't. I think that keeping I think keeping Roseman and firing Peterson gives Roseman more time here and makes it seem like, you know, he he has another shot at this with a whole new coach with a couple of years. Maybe things work out. I don't know. So. Maybe that's not the way Lurie is thinking, which hopefully it's not, and J- and Jay thinks seems to think it's not. I, I am worried about the prospect of letting Roseman get another coaching search, making another decision of somebody that doesn't threaten him, you know, all those sorts of things. And so I, I think it could be very interesting what ends up happening here, and it, it depends on who they hire. And they haven't really gotten the guys they've wanted the last couple of years, so.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, when you, wh- yeah, like, I think Doug Peterson. Harry Roseman should take the blunt of this blame for this roster. It's his roster. He's done, he's built it. Doug Peterson, I think, should get blamed for the most of the product on the field. Like if yeah. you're blaming if you're blaming the product on the field it's 50 50. And then whatever. There's then there's blame for Carson. I just don't trust Doug Peterson going forward to to build an offense around either quarterback that helps them succeed. Or yeah. developing a young quarterback because it seems like, well, the two guys who were key in developing this young quarterback four years ago were Filippo and Frank Reich, and they're gone. And with yeah. Doug, it's gotten worse. So maybe he isn't the quarterback guy we thought, and if he's not, then he shouldn't be in charge of fixing Wentz or developing Hurts. Obviously, I just want all of them gone, but I don't think we're trending in that scenario. Some people don't think they'll fire Doug, like I just checked Les Bowen. He doesn't think it. That's not a report. That's just, I don't think Laurie would do that.
0: Here's the thing. Something has to change though. And if it's not Doug, I really don't know what it would be. Heads
1: are rolling. I have finishing four, 11 and one in the worst division in the history of the NFL. Does not deserve second. Does not deserve another chance. That's because it's not just the first losing season since the Super Bowl. It's a disaster. It's disastrous. and, all we've heard all season is that Jeff is frustrated. If this should have been, this could be the game that, that you know, breaks the camel's back, that he's like, this is it. I cannot watch this anymore.
0: Right. And it might be, you know, and, and we'll find we'll out. We'll find out as soon, soon as 40, tomorrow.
1: Really, really, in the next 48 hours, we'll find out, obviously, if Doug is. Most likely, we think I think Doug is going to be coaching his last game next week. But it could have been today. I don't know. Right,
0: and I think even more interestingly, we might get some leaks over the next 48 hours, even if he's not actually fired that suggests he will be on his way out.
1: There will be usually when a a staff is like broken up, leaks really do come out because there's no there's no repercussions for leaking anything if someone finds out you said it. And I think you know, I think we'll learn a lot more about the, the, the trio of Roseman, Wentz and Peterson when they're all gone when they're not together in the same building. We'll probably know more. But it's going to be interesting. This offseason is going to be a very interesting one because change is going to happen, and I don't think we went into this season thinking Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz could be gone, but this is the reality. Shoo. You would have been called crazy if you said, like, the Saturday before week one, that by the end of the season... There's a realistic chance that Carson Wentz is traded and that Doug Peterson's fired. That's a realistic scenario we're looking at. Yeah. It is. And it probably
0: would have been premature at the time.
1: It's not hot takes because, you know, it's not like there's no, the fans aren't organizing a Carson Wentz trade. This is the reality that there's a scenario where Carson gets traded because it seems, it seems like the dominoes are falling into that place where he wants out.
0: And I think he will. He will eventually ask out. So, Jay, be a, I don't. I just.
1: I don't know where we go Nader. It's, it's tough. Very, it's. We were at the highest peak a few years ago. When yeah, we this and was I the, do it all again. This could have. We thought. I remember telling people, "This is going to be the golden age of Eagles football with Peterson and Wentz." And now we're going toward. I feel less confident about going into next season than I did like the end of this, this feels worse than 2012 and 2015. This feels worse. It's just because of how much money they've gotten, how much has gone into this and how much, especially it's with, I think it's worse because of the quarterback. Like we have all this, we had all this faith in this quarterback and, once he's failed, the team didn't build around him properly. He doesn't improve. It's like, wow, look where we are.
0: Yeah. And and you know, I I've said this before, but the off-season in many ways is a little more fun than the season, right? Because the season you're winning and losing. It's very clear what the situation is. The off-season, you can pretty much talk yourself into anything. And that's what we're gonna yeah. do here. We're gonna say we I Roseman's yeah, we, turned the corner, they've hired the, the good nude coach. They got great value out of the Wentz, you know Wentz, whatever it is. So,
1: because we, we at one point we talked ourselves into thinking that Mike Wallace was going to be much better than Torrey Smith, that Haloti added a good veteran presence, that Corey Nelson was going to be a great linebacker. Ah, uh, Corey
0: Nelson was going to be. Daryl you know,
1: Worley was going to be a starter, and that you know Andre Dillard was with the future left tackle.
0: Yeah, so you know a lot, a lot of ways to convince oh, honestly, yourself of they things could, they being They could good.
1: honestly, they could just trade Andre. That's another player they can get to try and get a pick from.
0: That would be kind of fun.
1: I would try. I I don't think really. I don't think. You're I don't not gonna think get ha- value
0: out of that. I, I don't think,
1: think Howie. I don't think Howie really loves Andre either. Like I don't think gonna,
0: anybody loves Andre in that building.
1: I Think Jeff liked him, and they just kind of. That's J J white Whiteside is like dumbfounding. And Jalen Rager is frustrating. But Andre Dillard is just like he's just bad.
0: Just bad process too. It's a whole thing. Just not
1: just not never talking. You, you don't you never you never spoke to the prospect you drafted. You didn't. No interviews, no conversations. You just draft him. It's
0: and you and you're not and you're curious about why he's falling in the draft, and it turns out we know why. So Yeah. Not great all around. I don't, any final thoughts, Jay, before we wrap this like, depressing episode up? I don't, you know, just, ugh, is my final thought. Just, ugh.
1: I kind of have to agree. I don't know where we go from here. I hope, my hope is that if Jalen Hurts, if we come out of this mess and we know that, hey, Jalen Hurts is a future starting quarterback, like a future top 15 quarterback, that's some good. I think they have some building blocks, like Milata, Malu, Hurts, Sanders, and Goddard. They lack stars, and they have so many holes. But if they can, if this season if this tells you, hey, this kid's a franchise quarterback, you have some hope to build on. Because if it was just Carson Wentz, and this was, he played this way the whole season, all 16 games, I think we would have felt much, much worse.
0: Yeah, and I think, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And and going on record with my official prediction is that I'd say, you know, I'll, I'll make it I'll, – I'll go out on limb. I'll say bold prediction. Doug Peterson is fired tomorrow, December 28th. Carson Wentz traded in the offseason. Jalen Hurts has an okay game, game 16. And the Eagles go into the offseason with a ton of turmoil and uh, everything up in the air.
1: I, I kind of have to agree, I think – I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, but Doug Peterson will be fired. They will hire a front office guy that we talk ourselves into.
0: The next we'll, Joe Douglas, who's we'll, terrible here.
1: We'll see who the head coach is going to be. There's a lot of good candidates, but a lot of job openings. There'll be a competitive you know, coaching carousel. They got no money, but we'll hype up the veteran uh, one-year deal they signed, like we did with Nickell Robbie Coleman and Will Parks. And then we got to wait till this – I think this should be an interesting offseason. Like, free agency is going to be a snore because they have no money and they cannot make any big moves. But hopefully they make some – you know, you get a new head coach, a Carson trade, an Ertz trade, maybe some – maybe a savvy trade for, like, a James Washington or some, like, cheaper guy who doesn't cost you any money. And then the draft, and I think – they're currently projected to have 10 picks based on what they have in compensatory picks. They could have, you know, 12, 12 or 13 picks, which would be very interesting to see what they do there. Because you know how he loves to wheel and deal on day three. They could pick a lot of, they could have a lot of players coming in.
0: Their day three picks have been pretty good recently. I, I don't think Kevon Wallace has had a very good run here, but.
1: I think he could he be okay.
0: Yeah. Driscoll was he, fine. Wallace is fine for a fourth round pick.
1: Yeah, and then we'll see with, I think, like, all those players they picked who are still on the roster Rip Casey Tuhill, I think those are, like, you look at them and they're like, yeah, that's fine. He's a fine backup tackle. He's a fine third safety or an okay starter. Or he's a fine, like, let's say Prince Teguonogo becomes a swing tackle. It's like, that's pretty okay. Like, that's good. Or if Sean Bradley becomes an okay player. But, man, they, like, the one – Rager, I think is going to be okay and Hurts is starting but the one that's just like I Davion Taylor I've such a sour taste in my mouth about Davion Taylor since they drafted him.
0: He's not going to be good. <laughs> I don't think I'm going out on all. You know you know the guy
1: this- the guy the Falcons kid. Foye yeah, Loco? Yeah, that's who that's who you hope he can become because he was like that same kid like no experience pure athlete now is it and I was a good player but we'll see at least he at least Taylor played actually didn't think he was going to play a single defensive snap all year
0: <laughs> I mean he, I it was if, if they had any competent linebackers there's a good chance he doesn't so
1: yeah but like Duke Riley had some injuries and Ed, honestly all three starting linebackers Edwards Riley and Gary had injuries at some point so but Joe Bocci is seeing the field so I assume that if Taylor was healthy he'd be playing but
0: Joe Bocci also not you know just the whole thing i just don't even know what to they're say just random, Joe like they,
1: they're just random players 75
0: they, minutes into this podcast but the eagles ending this season they're
1: just, it's because it, we're back because we <sighs> there's like no positives of today like nothing today was positive like you can't there was nothing like they lost last week but there was a lot of positives about jalen hurts in the offense today it's like well the offense sucked the quarterback struggled the line sucked and, and by the way,
0: run, in the long run, definitely better if we're talking about positives for them to have lost this lo- game.
1: Losing today sucks because they lost. Tomorrow is good because they lost. Right. We'll have much we can look back and say this losing against Dallas sucked that day, but because they landed Jamar Chase, it's all worth it. Right. So
0: So I think with that, I don't have any final thoughts, Jay. I think I've got
1: you might see us on when? You might see us on a, You might see us tomorrow when. Tomorrow, that's right. Doug Peterson gets fired. He that's knows. right. Maybe we'll be in a more upbeat mood.
0: I even that. I just it'll feel like just a depressing finishing touch to the depressing season. I want he, he, even... should,
1: he should be fired, but just knowing you never want to see like a guy get fired. Like Carson Wentz should be traded, but I know that day is going to be like a, a a somber day.
0: Yeah, and, and even even with with Peterson, I just think like I just unless High Roseman's the guy out of here, nothing that they're gonna do in terms of changing personnels or decision makers is gonna make me really confident in their process moving forward.
1: Confident, you we're just gonna have to like wait until next season, and that's when.
0: And we'll evaluate the moves as they're happening and see what's that's, out there
1: because he the, they might the, actually they might actually make some good moves. I think they made some this off season that just didn't work out because like, Nickel Roby Coleman just not very good. Jim Schwartz, Jim Schwartz didn't really like Will Parks. has been
0: I've heard he's been good since he's returned to Denver, which is upsetting. More for the course, yeah.
1: So, but we'll we'll see. Maybe, maybe Howie actually is okay giving head coach more power since Jim Schwartz has so much power. But they just kind of see Doug as a big doofus who can't do that. I don't know. This. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to see. I, I think you know, as an Eagles fan, really, all you can really hope for right now is that Howie Roseman figures out his own stuff and says, "I can improve as a as a general manager," because that's the Eagles' as, yeah. easiest path to improving themselves is that Howie Roseman just gets better at his job. Because you know, that's that really there's no. It's just like the Sixers' best path to to a title is Tobias Harris turns into a max player. Because there's not a lot of ways to get out of that. You know, if they're not gonna move on for Harry Roseman, the best the best easiest path possible is Harry Roseman just becomes good yeah, at his it
1: just job. Hits. It's just yeah. like you look at uh, like people I were rambling now, even though we said we're gonna end. But my yeah. last point is Mickey Looms or Loomis in New Orleans was not a good GM for a good bit. But they've been one of the best drafting teams since they hired Jeff Ireland who was a former GM. He became like a consultant guy there. If you're the Eagles, if you're an Eagles fan like we are, we're hoping that John Dorsey does that same effect.
0: Uh, if he's still here, I mean, he might if even he's be still, gone.
1: I, honestly, though, if they're going to hire somebody, whether it's Dorsey or some somebody. You just hope. Honestly, I don't think. I do. I don't think he's going to get a job just based on who's been interviewing because they could they could interview him. Like no interest has come out. Like it seems like Atlanta might go with Rick Smith. And you think Houston goes for like a like a Patriots guy? Dude, nobody even knows what Detroit's doing. And then Jacksonville, I don't think they're gonna. They don't seem. I don't think that's a place for Dorsey. That seems like a Lewis Riddick location.
0: God, that would Lewis Riddick and Doug Peterson. That'd be two guys who just hate Harry Roseman.
1: <laughs> I don't. Lewis Riddick has a lot of hype, but. He's not, it's not my cup of tea. But now there's Howard Roseman. So
0: that's right. Yeah. I, I, Lewis Rick's not that. Yeah. He's not You're really just, your hope,
1: in. your hope is that, hey, the hope that we have is that Jalen Hurts becomes a top 15 quarterback. Howard Roseman and some other personnel guy have a relationship that actually works. And they figure out how to draft. And they get a coach who Howard Roseman does not walk all over like he does Doug Peterson. Right. But maybe, maybe. If Doug Peterson had a different type of personality; that wouldn't have happened. Maybe
0: right. And I mean, look, the problem is if Doug Peterson had a personality, he might not get hired here. That's what I'm really afraid of. Is that yeah?
1: That's that's that. Yeah. Then there's two sides to that story. It's like, well, he Doug Peterson lets them walk all over them, but if he didn't let them do that, then would he even be here? Right. Because I don't. I mean, I get McAdoo didn't come here because the Giants offered him the job. Coughlin was 85 years old, and that was a terrible hire if they did it.
0: He wasn't really interested to begin with, I think. And
1: then Adam Gase, we never really got... Gase, I think, just got...
0: He just never left Miami.
1: He got a good... He just liked Miami more. Miami had more stability because I actually had a quarterback. So, but... You know, people around the league seemingly respect Roseman. Like, in personnel places and he has relationships with people through his agency and through people he knows. So, you know, you hope he can get a head coach that he can work with, maybe someone with a different personality than Doug that is going to kind of get a push him back on things. We'll see. Hopefully, Jeffrey Lurie can find a new best friend in the next.
0: That's right. That's yeah. If we're really rooting for something, it's somebody go become best friends with Jeffrey Lurie. So we're, that Yeah,
1: we're rooting for high like, we're rooting for some, like Andy Weidel and Jeffrey Lurie get stuck in like a. An elevator. elevator from, yeah. An elevator for four hours and become best friends at the end of it. And he's like, you know what, Andy, you're the guy. And
0: <laughs> yeah
1: that, that's like I think
0: I think that's the perfect place that <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> to leave it on.
1: That's that's it.
0: Andy I knew Weidel and Jeff Lurie's new found friendship is the Eagles only path to football relevance again.
1: We're gonna see a stick figure drawing from Jimmy Kemsky of Jeffrey Lurie and Andy Weidel stuck in an elevator discussing Becoming best friends. Becoming best friends forever and him up in the GM. On that
0: note. Yeah. So, with that, folks, that's it. This has been Buying the Birds. You'll see us, us five help. stars. Hopefully, please. We're begging you. We want to be able to do this. We love you. We have fun, usually, not tonight because they will stink.
1: Today was not a day we had fun. Just the two of us abandoned.
0: Yeah. The rest of the team abandoned us. That's okay. We might see them back soon. Um, like Jay mentioned, we will be on immediately following a Doug Peterson firing. Uh, you know, we'll review, uh, you know, most guys, we still have other things to do with our lives, but you know, we will review the quote unquote tape. And by that, I mean, listen to some people who've reviewed the tape and other journalists and see what's out there and, and sort of gather more thoughts and see what we can come up with next time we speak to you all, which could be a preview pod. I mean, we're not going to do a preview, a traditional preview, but we could do an off season preview coming up. Um,
1: you'll either see us after Washington or after Doug Peterson gets fired. That's right. So all
0: right, folks. God, what a depressing podcast to end the sun, this on. But
1: the season's terrible. Remember. Can't offer you guys more than that. Don't get Donovan the K.
0: Oh yeah, Donovan's K journey. Philly Eagles updates. This has been Eagles.world. Jay is Eagles underscore empire. Max is Eagles Intel. We all have the K, but we would appreciate more follows anyway. This guy uh, Donovan out here still looking for the K.
1: Always late to the pod. This is the yeah. So this is actually the best pod to listen to because we don't. It's just so depressing, and this is where we're at.
0: So glad to leave you all on that beautiful note. Merry Christmas.
1: Happy Merry Festivus.